This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Between them, they have played an astounding 1,350 games for Manchester United and were key players in an era of dominance that helped the club turn into one of the biggest in the world. United legends Ryan Giggs and Nicky Butt are in town at an invitation of Singapore businessman and their good friend Peter Lim. And on this episode of ST Sports Talk, they join us to talk about new United interim manager Ralph Rangnick and what they hope to see happen at their club. While in Singapore, Giggs and Bud, alongside other Class of 92 teammates Phil and Gary Neville and Paul Scholes, who will join virtually, will participate in a series of events organised by digital football platform Zuju GP, founded by Lim and his son Kiet. So Giggsy, first of all, we'd like to wish you a very happy birthday. You were telling us before we started recording that you turned 48 while you were actually in the air on the way to Singapore. Can you share with us why you've travelled halfway around the world? Um, well, first of all, we've um, obviously um, with Peter and um, everyone, our friends in Singapore, we've not seen for a long time because of obviously with COVID. Um, so we had an opportunity to come over um, and um, we're here to talk about Juju. Um, GP and um, yeah, to see old friends that we haven't seen for a long time, so it gives us a chance to to mix a little bit of work with pleasure. Now, obviously, the big news out of Manchester United is the appointment of Ralph Rangnick as interim manager. Uh, what are both of your immediate reactions to the news? Yeah, I, th- I think he's um, he's obviously got a, a great name in in, in football uh, for people that know him. Uh, if I'm honest, I don't know too much about him. I, I heard him speak once at a coaches' conference. You know, very intelligent man, um, knows his, his football, is very detailed, um, had his philosophies that he believes in, which hopefully will suit Man United. He's very attacking-minded, not, not possession-based at all, likes possession of the ball, obviously, but wants to do it with a purpose and attack, um, wants to play uh, fast attacking football, pretty, pretty much like what Jurgen Klopp does at Liverpool, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting times at Man United. Again, it's something that... We're in the unknown now. We don't know really what, as fans, what's going to be happening. It's an interim manager again. So how that'll turn out, only time will tell. But the good thing is we've got a man in charge that um, has a philosophy and he's going to implement that. And um, if he does that, that can, can only help the players at Man United because we've got talent at Man United. There's no question. There's a lot of talent in that squad. Um, it didn't work out for Oli, uh, unfortunately, but um, this new guy that's come in now, he's he's going to have to put his his own style into play pretty quick, and it's it's hard to do that with no time to train, no time to coach. He's straight into games, so he's got a tough task ahead of him. But he's got some really talented footballers in that squad that can that should be playing a lot better and should be a lot higher up the table than they are now. And Gigzi, what about you? Yeah, I think um, like Nicky said, uh, bringing in a coach who's got a clear philosophy and princi- uh, principles of how he wants to play. Um, it's already a German influence within the Premier League, obviously, and they've had a success with Klopp and Tuchel, um, both disciples, I think, of um, Ragnick. So, yeah, it's um, exciting. I think Nick just touched on it. It is very difficult, though, to to take over a team in the um, middle of the season, well, not the middle of the season, but during the season, where you, especially in the Premier League, where you don't have a week to train, you know, it's, it's game after game after game. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts. But yeah, I think for like 
like we are United fans, uh, excited like the majority of United fans to see um, this squad which has got talent and probably hasn't been um, playing to their true potential. So hopefully the new coach can, can get the team playing to its potential. Uh, to be honest, for me, um, the players' priorities should be getting their performances up to the level that's suitable for Manchester United, um, whoever's in charge. You know, it's a tough one to sit here for me and Ryan and say, you know, now the players are going to have X, Y, Z. They should, it doesn't matter if Ollie's in charge or Ragnick's in charge. Their, their levels have got to go up and they know that. They'll admit that themselves. It's not good enough. Um, so, yeah, they've got a new man in charge now. That should naturally bring them levels up, whether it's right or not, it, it will do. Um, him as a manager, I'm sure he'll just come in and want to stamp his authority very quickly, um, implement the style of play that he wants to play. Um, because no matter who's been there before you, and Ryan, I'll tell you, he's, he's been a manager, I haven't, but um, you want to put your own stamp on it. You know, you want to have your your sort of uh, philosophy put into the, into the changing room, and I'm sure he'll do that straight away. He seems to be, like I said, a, a very intelligent football person who knows what he likes. Um, don't know too much about his personality, but from what I've seen with the other German coaches in the Premier League so far, they seem to be very determined and very aggressive if you like in, in getting that so like I said we'll have to wait and see but I think the players first and foremost whoever they're going to be answering to has to up their own games individually. Now you've both talked about gegenpressing and that German style of play um, if you were a player in your 30s maybe near the end of your career uh, and a new coach comes in and says they want to play that style what's going through your mind are you concerned or, or are you you know excited really really for that challenge? Yeah, well, he'll have to do a lot of um, work maybe um, in the meeting room rather than on the training pitch, um, trying to get over his philosophy. Um, for me, I'd be exciting, I, excited. I think um, you've seen at Liverpool, you have the likes of Henderson and Milner who are maybe coming towards the end of their careers, but still being able to play in that sort of system where you can press, where you can be aggressive on the ball. I think if you're, if you're compact and there's not big spaces between the units, then you are able to do it. And if everyone, everyone needs to be on the same page. Everyone needs to understand how um, the coach wants you to play. If one player doesn't, then it all falls down. So I'm sure that the United players, with the experience that they've got and also the youth, um, a good blend. I think the coach has already said that, that he's got a good, good blend of experience and youth. Um, it's about getting a settled side and maybe not five or six changes at every game, but just one or two, um, just to freshen things up. If you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our podcast, ST Sports Talk, on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. Now, back to our chat with Ryan Giggs and Nicky Butt. As you both have said, there's a lot of talent in the current squad, a lot of room for improvement, particularly going forward with this new pressing style under Rangnick, but the defence has also come under fire this season. What do you think has gone on there? Is it a case of wrong personnel, wrong system, or simply, you know, players low on confidence? Yeah, maybe a bit of confidence. I, I think um, it's not only the defence that, you know, you, you look at Liverpool, you look at City, um, they start defending from the front. So it's not just um, the defensive players or the goalkeeper. Defending starts from the forwards, so I think um, he will address that straight away. And like 
any manager, he'll need luck. You know, the likes of Varane to come back, Pogba hopefully to come back soon. All the best players to, to, to come back and be fit. Every player, every coach needs a little bit of luck. So, yeah, plenty of work to do both on the training pitch and in the meeting rooms. Um, but also, um, any, every top manager who's been successful has had that little bit of luck and hopefully he'll get that. I think the squad's a very talented squad for me. Um, it feels a bit disjointed where there's a lot of, you know, attacking individual flair players. Um, for me, I'd like to see was going by a link-up player who can link the defence with the attack. So a real ball-playing midfielder. I think we've, you know, with Matt Tomlin, Fred Matic, we're pretty much very similar in style. Um, all seem to be destroyers as opposed to playmakers. So I'd like to see us going by a playmaker who can receive the ball off the back four and on the half turn and go and, and start building the play and control and dictate games, a bit like Ryan did when he was you know, coming back to his older, his older part of his, his age. Um, controlling midfield like goals he did and, and Michael Carrick did. Um, that's the kind of player that I would like to see come in. It's easier saying that than going out, out out there and finding him. It's difficult, I know. But yeah, I think the squad's very, very good. It doesn't need too much doing. It just needs confidence back into individual players. Um, they all need to get playing at a better level. Uh, I don't think anybody in that squad, with any exception of probably De Gea, has played anywhere near the level they should be or they can be this season. Um, and they'll all know that they'll all look in themselves in the mirror and, and, and realise that and and yeah a new manager sometimes comes in and, and, and people you know get on the toes and start standing to attention a bit more um, so we'll wait and see what happens with that but I think it just needs the players to get the confidence back in their own game first of all individually and then it's up to the new manager to bring them together collectively and and like I said the only one that I would like to see would be a, a midfield playmaker but yeah, a ball playing midfielder, someone who, you know, we've got the, we've got the destroyers, we've got the, the Matt, we've got the McTominays and the Freds, and we've got a Matic that can come in and help out as well, uh, at certain times. I just feel, and we've obviously got Paul Pogba who, who can play that role, but he seems to be playing off the left quite a bit. Um, but a real out and out technician who can, who can manipulate the ball and receive it off the back four. I don't see any of our midfielders being able to receive the ball off the back four like a Paul Scholes did or a Michael Carrick did. Um, and I think you need that player in, in a team. Otherwise, you, you're so stretched from the defence to the, the attack. Um, it can sometimes become a bit uneasy in there. So, yeah, someone like that would, would, would be my kind of signing. So, okay, just to play devil's advocate here, some people would say, you know, maybe Donny van der Beek can be that player for Man United. You know, but he hasn't really had a look in, has he? Look, what happens with Man United is they're the biggest football club in the, in the world. Um, a big player comes available at a different club, Man United are always going to be in the market. It's a fact when me, I played and Ryan played, any top player comes up for sale, we're on. We're looking at them, can they improve the squad? Are they going to improve on what we've got? If they are, then let's go and get them. So there's obviously certain players that have come into the team and not played as much football as you like. So straight away, you, you look at Van der Beek and you look at Sancho. Um, two talented players that, before we signed them, Everybody who follows Man United would say, yeah, they'd be good for Man United at the time. But it hasn't worked out for one, one reason or another. It um, doesn't mean they're not talented players. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be a success at Man United. It just means at the start, they've not played as much football as, as they'd like. Um, so, yeah, to have someone maybe at the top of the, the tree, like um, you know, Rangnick there with a manager to, to, to complement him and, and try and help the, the recruitment. Because that's the, the most important part of a football club is recruitment. And... I think sometimes the recruitment can be a bit disjointed from what the manager wants, especially when you have a turnover of managers over the, you know, the last five, five to eight years, we've had quite a few different managers in. Um, so it is difficult to connect, connect that up and to have that, 
you can call him whatever you want. You know, there's a name, sporting director, or I call him technical director, or call him whatever you want. You need someone there, I believe, in modern day football to link it up so that you are getting the right philosophy, you are getting the right players to fit that philosophy, and you're keeping the door open for young players that are coming through because the club's built on young players. It always has been since Matt Busby's days. So you have to have places for young players that deserve it, first of all, and are good enough. And if they deserve it and they're good enough, you've got to have a space for them. You can't block it up with players that are just going to fill the bench from that are going to cost 50, 60 million uh, and not play them. So it is a difficult one. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy, but it's something that needs to be done, I feel, I feel yeah. And lastly, moving away from Man United a bit, you know, this is for me as a Newcastle fan. Uh, and Nicky, you were my skipper on football manager for a good number of seasons. What do you make of all the changes that have gone on uh, in the Northeast? And do you think Eddie Howe can save the club from relegation? Personally, I think he's got a job on his hands. I think it's um, a really tough job um, to try and get them out of the, 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 you know, the, the position that they're in at the minute. Uh, obviously, I'm one of my, my old teams, so I hope they do get out of it. I've got a, a big a big place in my heart for Newcastle. Um, but whatever happens with Newcastle, they've got a good manager, a good young manager there who, who I believe will be should be there and given time uh, and develop the club and move it forward. He's now got, obviously, a lot of finances backing him up. Um, the support there will be immense when he gets it going. And um, yeah, it's something that I'm sure every single Newcastle fan is excited about because it's a big club. It's uh, got a very passionate fan base, uh, but it's never really had the like, right leadership. You know, in my opinion, they've, they've had top players and not had the right leadership at that football club for a long, long time. And, and if they get that right, they could be one of the, you know, they could be pushing to get into the top four. And that's a wrap for our chat with Ryan Giggs and Nicky Butt. Thank you both again for taking the time out to chat with us so soon after arriving in Singapore. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Cheers. You can search for our show, ST Sports Talk, on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.